Welcome to the Syndemic Nerds Podcast. This is part one of our Tarantino journey. You ever listen to Kay Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s? It's my personal favorite. Joe Egan and Jerry Rafferty were the duo known as Dealer's Wheel when they recorded this Dylan-esque pop bubble gum favorite from April of 1974. That reached up to number five as K. Billy Super Sounds of the 70s continued. Welcome to episode 14 of the Syndemic Nerds podcast. I'm joined by Luke and Lewis again. And today we're going to be delving into the works of Quentin Tarantino. So we ran a poll for our next episode and they were four pretty good options, weren't they? Um, We had Pixar, Star Wars episodes four to six, DreamWorks Animation and Quentin Tarantino which won by 40%. So that much in here. Yeah. So we had Tarantino at 40%, DreamWorks Animation 28, Star Wars 20 and Pixar with only 12, which I, I was kind of surprised at, but like I said they're all really good options. So I guess yeah. once one of them started to take a bit of a lead, people are probably more swayed to vote for one over the other. But no, I mean we'll venture into all those at some point, but Tarantino it is. So, um, should we kick it off in uh, chronological order? What do you reckon? Yeah, mate. Let's go. Because I know uh, a couple you guys want to talk about, um, you know, in depth, but we'll get to it. Yeah, definitely. Actually, before we get on to his features, I was just going to put a few uh, honourable mentions in, see if you guys knew uh, anything more about the works that he's done. Have either of you guys seen True Romance? Heard of it, not seen it. No, I haven't right. seen it either. It's a really good, like, well, what would you call it? Like like a crime film. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Tony Scott that directed it, Ridley Scott's brother. Yeah. And um, right. so Tarantino wrote the script for that, but didn't Is that his first it. writing credits? Uh, it's not, actually. Rise oh, okay. of Wild Dogs was just before. But, oh, um, okay. Yeah, so he did, uh, he did write True Romance. He also did the story for Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis. I don't know if you've really guys seen that one. Pretty it's quite Wait, say that again? watch, to be honest. Natural Born Killers. Uh, no, I've not seen it, but I can picture... Yeah, I've, I can I can kind of like see the VHS tape of it. And that it used yeah. to give me the heebie-jeebies when like walking through the video shops. Yeah, I'm not surprised, mate. Like, Don't watch it, because mm. it'll definitely give you the heebie-jeebies again. It used to, <laughs> it used um... to be Natural Born Killers... <laughs> Then like Candyman, <laughs> and then that. some other like eighteen rated film. And you, as a kid, you just used to look at them going like, "Oh, I don't like look yeah. at them." 
there, there were there were many films i can't think of right off the top of my head but yeah i know what you mean i used to go yeah, to yeah. the local video shop and there's some films that you've just thought oh, i've never watched that yeah Whereas and then look you've now, seen them all haven't you? Now yeah. you don't you don't think it's as scary when you look at it now um mm-hmm. Another one was he did the screenplay for, um, I think it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, was from Dust Till Dawn, which is like a vampire movie with George Love Clooney in it as well. That film um, was great. Yeah. Yeah. And also, obviously, Tarantino starred in it as well. Um, yeah, I've seen that one quite a few times. But um, How do you think of him as an actor? Tarantino? I've, I thought yeah. like he was quite good in that. He's obviously a pretty twisted character, but then mm. most of his characters probably are, so... Yeah, I yeah think that's he, what I was thinking. I think he mind, sometimes plays the creep too much. Bearing in mind it was like early doors in his career, like 96. Yeah. So he'd not been around that long and he'd not done a lot of acting. I thought he did all right, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, those, so those are the honourable mentions. Um, can I add Can yeah. I add an honourable mention into that? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Didn't he like also do like a, a writing chunk or like a co-direction of Sin City as well, the first one? He was like a guest director of yeah, I can't remember, wasn't he? For the life of me, I can't remember like the scene that he directed. I think it I might have been the beginning. I'm not sure. Yeah, I knew. But I just, I was just thinking. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez as well, and I just love that film. Like any works by Robert Rodriguez, and I know that they work a lot together. Yeah, I've also found out recently that he also directed mm. an episode of ER in 1995. So he did. Yeah, apparently he's a massive fan of it. Really, didn't know that. Yeah, apparently, I remember, I remember just watching an old like Quentin Tarantino film and just seeing it in like the trivia section of IMDb. Crazy. Yeah. And then um, he also directed a segment for a film called Four Rooms, but I've not seen that. I've heard it's quite good. No, I know but, someone um, that has seen it and they really like it. Yeah. I think they've got like all the Tarantino like DVDs. And they had to hunt for that one. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's not one I've actually come across yet. So, um, yeah, but I'll be up for giving it a go, like most things. Um, mm. So, yeah, kicking it off then with his more well-known works that he's directed, we've got one of my favourites, to be honest. I need you cool. Are you cool? I am cool. And that's Reservoir Dogs. Either of you guys seen that one or like it? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. yeah I wouldn't say I think? loved it. Yeah. What do you think, Lewis? Um, I think I think it's a very good starting film for him and it was you know a hit when it was due out and I could see why it's a classic but just for me it's just I think because like I didn't watch it obviously when it had come out and it was such a massive hit I just I just find it kind of like a little bit disappointing but that's in today's standards if that makes sense yeah I I mean I saw it my first experience of it I was probably shouldn't have been watching it but i was about Mm. probably about 13 and um i don't think i'd seen any other tarantino movies at that point so it's quite like my first sort of introduction to him yeah see whereas it wasn't for me yeah i'd heard bits of about it and um Mm. yeah i i I loved i did i did genuinely enjoy it i know i've met a few people who are not keen yeah um again each to their own you know, there's probably some people out there who don't like Shawshank Redemption and everyone loves that film, yeah. but there's going to be some people who hate it. So I can understand I mean, why Reservoir Dogs... Don't get me wrong, there was, like, there was good scenes in Reservoir Dogs. I always remember the um, interrogation scene. Yeah, that's, that's nasty. A nasty yeah. scene, that. 
but I think for me personally is it's not so much the like the plot's obviously not it's not a really hard plot to follow but no. it's quite quite a lot of it for me is the acting I think like Harvey Keitel Tim Roth even though he spends like half of it dying on the floor um Steve Buscemi again like I thought he was great in it as Mr. Pink um, I just like all those little touches like that. Like they didn't, they weren't known by their names. They were known by, um, mm. you know, the colours and yeah, you kind of, you're wondering what's going on. Um, and again, it's well filmed. Uh, it's mostly set in that warehouse. So to do a film in, that's set mainly in one setting, it's quite difficult to make people engaged with it, isn't it? If it doesn't engage, then you're kind of in a bit of a mess. But yeah, what do you think anyway, Luke? Yeah, I love it. Good lad, good um, lad. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I think it. I think it was the second Tarantino film that I watched after Pulp Fiction. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I I really love it. It's like you said, Rich. It's it's quite a. It's not a difficult plot to follow, but it is a story that's really well told, and given the setting, it's incredibly well done. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick a if you had to pick a favourite out of the out of the lead cast, who's your favourite? Oh that's hard, mate. I mean I mm. I don't there's just something I'll go. Yeah, you go. <laughs> Mine's Michael Madsen, because he's such a bastard. That's who I was thinking as well. Really? That's the only character that I can think of going like, yeah, like you say, what a bastard. <laughs> See if I... he's just so horrible. I... It makes me laugh. He is an arsehole. I mean, none of them are particularly nice, really, are they? But he is an arsehole. No. Um, I think, for me, if I had to go like straight off the bat, I would have said um, Mr. White, so Harvey Keitel's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I quite like him as an actor, and there's some actors you just kind of forget they're the actor and you're so into the character because they're so good at their work. Yeah. But they're all they're all good in their own way, to be honest. There's not really a bad one in it out of the main characters. Um a little fact for that. Did you know, like, at the end, you can apparently... Because, obviously, Steve Buscemi... Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But I, I'm imagining if you're listening to a Tarantino podcast, you would have seen Reservoir Dogs. He, um, When he leaves the warehouse at the end, you don't really know what happens with him, do you? But apparently you can hear him, like, have a fight with the coppers or whatever. And so you just assume he's been that as well. Because it's not really a happy ending for anyone, that one, is it? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's his first like for his first film. I thought that was a pretty good entry. Oh yeah, it's a really um, good film for like a first film. Yeah, I think what I really like about it as well is that it you doesn't have some of the pretense that his later films do. Well, it doesn't have, I guess, it doesn't have that classic Tarantino mm-hmm. style that people have come to sort of know and recognize. It's it's a bit simpler. It's yeah, a bit more stripped back. Yeah. And I appreciate it for that because yeah. I think in in some of his later stuff, and obviously we'll get to it, it's a bit overdone. I can't help but well, the first time you watch it, it sort of blows you away, and when you rewatch it, I find his films lose some of their sheen quite quickly. Okay, is this but your favorite of the Quentin Tarantino's? I think it probably is my favorite. Yeah, actually, out of, out of all of his films, it's not the one I'm going to talk about in loads of depth, mm. but. I think if I, if I had to pick a favorite, it's it probably is this one. It's the one I probably rewatched 
the most. Yeah, same. And it's the one where it just endures for me over time. Yeah, I think, again, like, I guess Tarantino's sort of characteristics, you can see them there in snippets. I know what you mean. Like, they're not, like, quite the same as some of his later stuff. But obviously, there's the scene when they're talking around the dinner table that's quite a Tarantino-esque scene because it's a very dialogue-driven yeah. and it sometimes it kind of mm. goes into... It's talking about really random, like, mundane stuff, isn't it? But it's still kind He's of... He's very good at scene. dialogue. You can you can tell that yeah. in all his films. He's brilliant. And, um, brilliant as a screenwriter. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, his next film... Um, Reservoir Dogs was 1992, by the way. Um, his next film was in 1994. And I got... Be honest there, even though it's one of his highest rated ones, I've actually only seen this film once. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Vincent, you ever had a big kahuna burger? Want a bite? They're real tasty. Ain't hungry. Well, if you like burgers, give them a try sometime. Me? I can't usually get them because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. But I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. And that's Pulp Fiction. Only once. Only the once. I'm really surprised. Yeah, I know. It's, huh. And I'll be honest, the first time I saw it, it was later than I probably should have been, you know, calling myself a film buff. Yeah. Um, and I liked it as well. It wasn't like I saw it once and didn't like it. I really liked it. Um, I need to give it another revisit. You know, sometimes it's just these films kind of, even the big ones go under the radar, don't they? And you just sort of put it to one side and... Yeah, Lewis, what do you think of Pulp Fiction, mate? I think it's a lot better than the first one, in my opinion. The first one, sorry, Reservoir Dogs, in my opinion. Um, I've got like a kind of nice memory in regards to this one where I had an English teacher who didn't like to use the word what. This was when we were in secondary school. She she would hate it if people used the word what. Um, And then we asked her one day, like, oh, why don't you like the word what? So the next day, she showed us Pulp Fiction. <laughs> and we were, we were only like 15, 16 or something. So the first time I ever sat down and watched Pulp Fiction was my English teacher showing me it. And that entire, you know, first sequence of what? Say what again, motherfucker, I dare you. <laughs> yeah, she was a really nice English teacher. She came in like later um, right. in my years there. And she was, yeah, we were just watching the scene, you know, the, oh, that's a tasty burger. All that entire, like, dialogue-heavy sequence is just brilliant. I found this one a bit more kind of comedy written in. Yeah, I'll Uh, give you that. I also think as well it helped that it was spoofed a lot of times before I actually sat down and watched it. Right. You know, you got a scene in The Simpsons where... The gimp, get the gimp or something. That, that there's like a, a TV episode. I think it's the one when they do like 22 short stories in Springfield, right. and um, they've got an entire Pulp Fiction little spoof in regards to that like episode. So when I actually watched it, I kind of was noticing all these scenes that I'd already seen, and um, yeah, I just think the dialogue's just brilliant. I think as well because it's not just a singular linear story. You know, I like all that. I like that, you, you know, the story kind of mix, it's mix and match. So, you know, it's you've got to kind of piece it together yourself, if that makes sense. It's a bit like, um, it's like Tarantino's version of Love Actually, mm. isn't it? You know? Yeah, in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just, I just think this film is, like, cool. 
Yeah, no, it, it definitely it's is just, that. It's just hip. Possibly goes a bit too hipstery. You know, it goes too, you know, down Tarantino's ass, I suppose. <laughs> I, but um... I prefer this over Reservoir Dogs. Not my personal favourite, but it is up there in regards to like a Tarantino list. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, if you looked at his, like, if you rated all of his films and put them in a line, a lot of people, I think, would choose Pulp Fiction over Reservoir Dogs. And I, I mm. have absolutely no qualms with that at all. I love the soundtrack as well. Like, this is, yeah. like, Tarantino and his soundtracks are just brilliant. It's, um, it's, it is a great film, and I'm sort of sat here disappointed with myself. I, I've only seen it once, and I, yeah. I definitely need to get on the rewatch. You're disappointed. It. I'm disappointed in you. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. Anyone that's listening right now is going. Ah. <laughs> only once. At least um, I'm not saying I hated it, though. You know, that's the main thing. No, that's very true. You <laughs> might watch it though and hate it. You'll come back to nah. us in the next episode and be like, "Yeah, what did I just watch?" Uh, I mean. I can remember. I, I really don't want to remember it, but I can remember the Ving Rhames scene. Mm, I think that's, that's the scene that got spoofed quite a lot. That's that's quite uncomfortable. An uncomfortable watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of Pulp Fiction, Luke? Yeah, I really love it. Like it, I would say it was my favorite Tarantino film mm. until I realized that you don't want to be that guy. Okay. That no, says, I get that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but until that moment, it definitely was <laughs> like it's very like rewatchable. Mm. Like I've seen it loads and loads of times, and I quite happily sit down right now and watch it again. Yeah, I think you know. Remember the first time I watched it was God years ago, and again probably later than I should have watched it. But I reckon I was fifteen when I first watched it and uh yeah I just remember watching it and when I realized that these that the stories were intertwining I was like okay yeah all right yeah now now I'm on board now I get it (laughs) because up up until that point it just seemed a little bit I don't know not disjointed but um I guess like you you said Lewis like someone who knows from their first film they're extremely good at writing dialogue and they've bought yeah. into their own hype in quite a big way. Mm-hmm. But as soon, you know, like I said, when I could see all those parts coming together, yeah, it just, it absolutely blew me away the first time I watched it. Yeah, And the more I watched it as I was sort of growing up through my teens, it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. I, I, I didn't think I'd ever find like a better film. But um, maybe I haven't. I don't know. But <laughs> it's uh, it's it's fantastic. I absolutely love it, and it's so quotable as well. Every every one of those stories that's in it, in its own right, every single one of them has its own quote mm-hmm. that stands out. I guess that's what what you get from someone who can can write dialogue in that way and write a script like that. Yeah, totally. It's one of the best original features, right? Yeah. Like, that's not an, an adaptation of. I think that's what he does so well. He just creates these films. Like, they're from what I can think of, they're all original, bar one. I think. Sounds right. 
I think. I'll let you know when we get to it if we're going yeah. down the list. <laughs> I think there's only one that I can think of that's not original. Just before we won't obviously mention too much about him, but you're saying about how his older ones and then obviously his later stuff not as good. You got to think when you're comparing it to these old ones, which are classic. It was always mm. going to be a big ask, you know. See, um, I kind of disagree. I I prefer his oldest, his newer yeah, stuff. Sorry, newer stuff. All right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Prefer... When, when we uh, get on to it, we can have a. We'll have yeah. a few. We might have a few arguments. We might not. We'll see how it goes. Oh, we'll <laughs> end up in an argument. Um, so yeah, before we move on, my first introduction to Pulp Fiction was actually from a song, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard it called Scooby Snacks. You know, if you heard it. Definitely, it's by um, Fun Loving Criminals. And I feel like I have, but they do I can't. use a they use a clip of the part in the restaurant when she's like, "Any of you?" Smooth? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I went, yeah, I remember yeah, saying yeah. to my dad, "Like, what's she saying?" Because they're cutting the they cut the swear words yeah. out of the song, and I thought she sounds like a right horrible cow. And then obviously, I eventually I watched <laughs> the film and I could put the voice to the uh, face, and I yeah. went wrong. <laughs> but ain't it weird um, that it's just tr- it's transitioned to that song? That's how kind of pop culture. Yeah, yeah, totally. Is. Yeah, spot on, mate. Spot on for sure. And that was like back in the nineties, so he'd only really done mm. like those couple of films then, but he still had a big impact. Yeah, after his next feature, apart from the the segment in Four Rooms, he then um, he did in nineteen ninety seven Jackie Brown. Where's Milne? Well, that's, that's what I want to tell you. You see, she was bugging me the whole time. She got pissy with me because I wouldn't let her carry the bag. And then she started running her fucking mouth about, you know, because like, I couldn't remember where the car was parked right away when we came out. So then she got on me about that. Is it this aisle, Lewis? Is it that aisle, Lewis? It's totally fucking with my nerves, man. So what? You left her there? I, I shot her. You shot Melanie? Twice in the parking lot. You couldn't talk to her? Well, how can you talk to her? You, know, you couldn't she, just hit her? Maybe, but I, at that at that t- moment, I don't know. I just... You shot her twice? Is she dead? Um, Luke's going to kill me here. He probably knows because I'm pretty sure we spoke yeah. about this a while, like a while back, and I still hadn't watched it. I think. It was um, I'll be honest. I've not back. seen it either. Have you not? Neither of no. you have seen oh, no, it. No, I've seen it. I've seen it, but I've it was it. um it was only a couple of years back that I did see it. Um oh, that's all right. But I'll I'll allow that. Seeing as uh, you love it so much, Luke, do you wanna give us a little bit of an insight into yeah. Jackie Brown? I I understand it not being it's not really top of anyone's list, I don't think. But um I, I really enjoy it. It's such a great story. And obviously, like Lewis, you were alluding to it's the only one that's an adaptation no and i wasn't is this not is it an adaptation it is yeah oh, i know this isn't the one i was thinking of but yeah sorry carry on oh what what's the one you were thinking of i mean i'm thinking of django unchained because wasn't that based or like kind of partly based on a um italian i mean i guess every western is kind of based on an italian western yeah i'm sure from, but then it... from from back in the day there was there was one called django but I don't think the characters. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think linked, are they? No, I'm 100% sure it's linked. No As in, way. like, I'm. Oh, we'll have to have a look at that. Because you know when Django. I know this isn't Jackie Brown, sorry, we'll get back to Jackie. <laughs> but you know, in the scene in Django Unchained where he's at the bar and someone. He's sat there and there's, uh, like, a kind of. It's not Leo DiCaprio. 
but there's someone else there with him. And he kind of looks over and he asks him what his name. And he goes, the D is silent. Do you remember that scene? No. Yeah. Yeah. The, the actor that asks him is the original Italian um, actor who played Django. So it's kind of, it's Tarantino's love letter of these Django films. Right. Okay. And I'm sure, yeah, it's basically just Tarantino's taken these Django films and just created his own Django Unchained film. Uh, so that's the one that I was alluding to that possibly wasn't like an original piece just because the character was taken over but given a bit of a Tarantino twist. Well, I'll, um, I'll be fucking editing that and putting it on later in the podcast. <laughs> just leave it just leave it I mean I've got um, more because I have got more about Tarantino and kind of taken over like taking some bits but that yeah. can wait till the end nah, nah, nah. Well, I mean there's, there's, there's loads of that yeah, yeah that's, well, that's um, what I mean no, Jackie Brown it's just, yeah Jackie Brown anyway <laughs> yeah it is I think it's the only direct adaptation of another form of media it's based on uh, a book by Elmore Leonard, mm. who's a superb crime writer, called Rum Punch. Um, the book was only written in 1992. Oh, really? Or released in 1992. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then adapted uh, five years later into into Jackie Brown. What's it and called? Sorry, Rum Rum Punch. Rum Punch, like like the drink. Okay, I might just uh, go on my Amazon um, in a minute. That's all. <laughs> I mean, I actually really, really recommend reading it. Yeah, it's... if you've because you you haven't seen the film, right? No, I've not seen the film. No. If you read the book, you'll basically have seen the film because okay. it's a very, very true adaptation, and I think that's what I really like about it. It's great when a film sort of sticks to the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy that on a personal level, and when you've got a director like Tarantino adapting something, it must be super tempting mm. to just go absolutely wild with it. Because mm-hmm. it's quite a... It's one of his slightly more complex plots. There's some deceit and deception in there. Yeah. I won't I won't spoil it, Lewis, because I expect you to come on yeah, to the next Yeah, episode. don't spoil it, because I will... Watch and read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... But no, look, honestly, it's amazing. It, and the car yeah. is absolutely unreal. Like, Who's the cast? It's, so you've got Pam Greer in the lead as Jackie Brown. Hot, yeah. Obviously made her name in the 70s. Hot. As, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I'm sorry, Rich, but if she floats your boat, then that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the undertone yeah. of hot. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think I do that. And you could be talking about Selena Gomez. <laughs> and we go like, "This is a wet, yeah, hot, <laughs> hot, done." Yeah. I, I take your word for it. Pam Greer, sexy. <laughs> anyway, to be fair, like that's is, is fine. She... But... Well, look, she she made her name in the seventies as this huge, huge star in these black exploitation films, oh, yeah. and uh, she was, uh, yeah, she was a, a massive, massive sort of sex icon at the time, and yeah, at the time, I think that's of, what it is. I don't know. This huh. is it's kind of an extension of that. I feel like in this film, she's playing. 
she's playing a middle-aged woman and she is a middle-aged woman right yeah yeah and it lends like a credence to to her situation that you can kind of see similarities in the past of the actor and the character a little bit in terms of you know what they've come from and what they're where they're at now mm. um so she's in the lead and you've got samuel L. jackson robert forster who passed away last year I yeah think. i think so um michael keaton robert de niro bridget fonda that's that's sort of your main cast right there yeah and it's amazing like you won't see robert de niro in a role quite like the one that he's got in this film because mm. de niro is like this he's this big character actor right and in the character he has to play in he's given to play in jackie brown is kind of a bit simple okay like it's such a great performance because he does a lot without doing much and he's when i watch it he's very distinctly not the de niro you see in almost every other de niro film yeah bar stardust uh, bar stardust obviously <laughs> great shout um but yeah there's a lot to be said for that yeah um oh definitely rich as you're the only one out of us that's that's seen it as well your thoughts no spoilers um, I, I like it um yeah huh? yeah it's not it wasn't like my favorite tarantino movie um I, I agree with you on the cast i think there's a great set of characters there um i think for me it's definitely one of those where i think if i give it a second watch i like it a lot more mm. i know what i'm getting this time around like you said the plot is quite complex in places and i think is it correct me if i'm wrong but is it getting on towards like two and a half hours like for a runtime yeah i remember it being like well it's over it's, it's know, well over right. two, two hours, two hours yeah. 34. yeah see that's quite yeah. a long some of the other ones i mean there's a little bit more action parts in it but this one like it's still um it's, it's got some of those tarantino um characteristics hasn't it but it's not quite as um on the level of gore as his others um no not at all it's that's like like we said it goes more for the complex plot which um i think fair play because it means that he tried something different to his previous two films he could have just gone with the same thing over and over but and if he stuck to the book as well that's quite interesting because um sometimes they can sort of go away away from the book quite a lot i guess some people maybe some people don't like it because it stuck to the book too much Maybe that's why it got criticised. I don't know. You can't really please everyone, can you? So, nah, I agree. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's one that I, I've got on DVD. Like, and I'll definitely go back to watch it. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe soon. I, say it's a couple. I think of years it says something. It. If Tarantino has directed this film, and he hasn't changed much about the book, so it kind yeah. of shows that this book must be really good. You know, for Tarantino to be like, yeah. I want to make this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I like it. I, I definitely... It's a good choice to be out there with one of your favourites, Luke, and it's different to hear that. You know, it's a refreshing choice. Yeah, like I said, I, I think Reservoir Dogs is probably my favourite Tarantino film, but, you know, this might not even be second or third. I don't know. I uh, never mm. really tried to rank I don't think. But 
don't know. It's a it's a great story. It's a great cast. It's extremely well done, and um, I think this is this is the best soundtrack on a Tarantino film for me, which hmm. might be a big claim for some people. Yeah, no, it is. But it, yeah, can you run yeah. by some it, of the tracks again for me? So you've got well, the, I think the title track right at the start of the film is um, what's it called? It's Bobby Womack. Um, across 110th Street, which just absolutely bangs. Like it's such a great opening scene. Uh, then you've got a bunch on there that you're gonna that you're gonna recognize. Street Life by Randy Crawford, you would recognize if you heard it. Yeah, Inside right. My Love, Mini mm. Ripperton. Um, and then Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time by the Delphonics. Like these are all songs apart from one or two that I was introduced to by this film right but they sit so nicely alongside the story and the plot in a way that i think not loads of his other films do yeah i I think in a lot of tarantino stuff you see a lot of proper like self-indulgence both in the way he shoots it the way he writes it and the way he directs his actors and the way he puts his soundtracks together. Mm. Again, on this one, it feels to me like it's really got the the heart of the story and the plot, mm. like at its core. Yeah. Um, when putting the soundtrack together, so it yeah. just helps bring it all together. I think as one of my favorites. It's really interesting as well that like I can't think of any films prior Reservoir Dogs that actually had like a soundtrack like Quentin Tarantino films, as in songs that shouldn't really fit, but they kind of do. Yeah, I know where you're heading with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. do you know like, what I mean? Like, if, like... You, if you look at um, Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, you wouldn't have the soundtrack of Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, without if, you know, Quentin Tarantino didn't exist. Isn't half of that soundtrack just lifted from Tarantino films anyway? Well, that's what I mean, yeah, it kind of is. It's just a director has just gone... I like these songs. I'm just going to put them in. But they just work. Yeah. Uh, I watched Deadpool 2 recently. That's okay. Just Luke, why not? Luke, Luke hates Marvel now, I think. That's why he's like, <laughs> we, can, we can do that in a future comic book episode, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um, Deadpool 2 had songs. Like, they had an Annie song. You know, it's like, it shouldn't be in this film. And I know that it's done for laughs, but it kind of works with the scene. Yeah, and no, that's I what know, just prompted I, I know, me um, with the soundtracks. Yeah, I know. I definitely get the point you're making there, mate. Um, so should we move on to? I I didn't realize this, but there's a six year gap until he uh, made his next feature, and that was, and I'm imagining he filmed these back to back. Um, yeah, he did. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time. So that's Kill Bill Volume One. So I know. Lewis, you're uh, you're a big fan of this one, aren't you? Yeah, this one's my personal favourite. But do we count the both Kill Bills as one film? Nah, That'd two different ones. Because the first one's you good think? and the second one's shit. Oh, see? <laughs> no, no. They are both equally good. I just think that... <laughs> That's definitely not true. No, no, no. I think the first one is better, maybe to some people's opinions, just because it's a bit more easy to watch. It's a bit less dialogue heavy. Do you know what I mean? Do you not agree? 
I um, just don't like the second third. I get I get on to it, but tell us tell us why you like Kill Bill Volume One. I I just think I love Kill Bill just because it's Tarantino before he went full Tarantino, and it's got good dialogue. I think it's shot beautifully. I think the, all the characters are brilliant. I think the soundtrack is brilliant. I've not seen Jackie Brown, so I can't, you know, compare the two. I I just think I think it's kind of live action anime. When when I was watching it the other day, and I think the second one is you know it comes away from the eastern kind of side of things and it's more western. You can see that it's you know homage galore for Tarantino, and you know if anyone's not seen Kill Bill. It's all it's all just a redemption movie, you know, it's it's the bride wants to get back and it's just a really simple story. Yeah, you're just introduced to all these characters and just the fight scene in the Kill Bill Volume One. Brilliant. Uh very gory as well, like a solid eighteen. And just yeah, I love this film. And I love Kill Bill Volume Two, but I'm sure we'll speak about that in a minute if you think that it's two separate films. Nah, Although I think that. there's, we'll I think it's one. one. What do you know? You can't fuck <laughs> off Kill Bill Volume Two. Kill Bill Volume Two is very good, but just maybe not as good as Kill Bill Volume One. Right. I also think the running time's got something to do with that because isn't Kill Bill Volume Two like two hours twenty minutes, whereas the first one is like an hour and forty. Yeah. I um. So my first view in the Kill Bill, I've borrowed it off my brother. Because he mm. um he was like raving about it um and at this point do you know what? I'm thinking it was this one of the first Tarantino films I saw mm. looking back I think it is for a lot of people our ages um and so I wasn't I didn't really know what I was getting from certain yeah certain aspects of it and I didn't enjoy it that much the first time I watched it I've got to, got to put my hands up uh, I was quite young mm. though um all of the blood and like it's obviously over the top. Um, yeah, and it's clearly fake, and I, I didn't yeah. appreciate that at the time. Um, yeah, I appreciated it more when I saw it in later years, um, and enjoyed it a lot more. And it's another one I've not seen for years now, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind giving it another whirl. Um, I think a lot of like Japanese cinema is like that, isn't it? Like you know, you gore, yeah, where it's just done over the top. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get you. Um, I think Yuma Furman's great as the character of the bride in it. I think that was a good casting again mm. um she hasn't really done anything since has she that's that high profile to be honest she did like some romantic comedies didn't she she kind of just went uh, yeah. didn't she have an argument with him oh, didn't really? they have like a i think oh, i don't know this might just be rumors surprise I, i'm me. not on imdb i'm sure there was like a fight and they didn't speak for ages because mm. unless i'm of... thinking between pulp fiction and kill bill there's a certain chunk in their years where they just like uh, we're like nah because they were going to do um a volume three at one point weren't they but i don't know if that's yeah. ever going to happen now um i i reckon the script's written for it and yeah. i personally would love to see it because you know what happens in the films be interesting yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah i i liked um i like volume one i think it was it's an interesting story little fact for you mm. i actually met um the guy that plays bill david carradine um, oh that's cool i got his autograph um yeah, it was kind of cool, but he wasn't the most pleasant of people, but never mind. Um, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I must have been about 14, and, you know, meeting someone famous, you're just like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, wasn't my favourite celebrity that I've met, gotta be honest. Oh really? <laughs> but hey hey. Um mm. yeah, what about you, Luke? Are you a fan of Kill Bill Volume One or not? Yeah, I am actually. Um it is I kind of disagree with something you said earlier, Lewis. I What's feel that? like this is where he goes full Tarantino. Funny enough, right? I when you said that, I went, I wonder if he's thinking Kill Bill. Because I can kind of see that. I'm just thinking back now to like certain shots and scene where I'm like, actually, he does go quite Tarantino, doesn't he? It's it, it's it's pretty full on. Mm. Like it's a very stylish film all the way through. Mm. But I really enjoy it. Um, like it's not a guilty pleasure. It's a it's a great film. Um, I love I love Lucy Liu as as Erin oh. Ishii in it. Yeah, I think she's she's amazing. Yeah. Um, hot and yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'll agree with that. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, it like you said, it's a it's a really good revenge sort of thriller mm. very stylishly done in a way that revenge thrillers typically aren't first and foremost because it doesn't have fucking Liam Neeson in it but, <laughs> I mean <laughs> saying that Liam Neeson again I was there thinking weirdly if you didn't have Kill Bill and Tarantino do you think we would have films like John Wick? Maybe not John Wick. It's just It was just yeah. something like hmm I was watching it and going it was when um Oh, I can't remember what they call. Are they called the Crazy Eighty Eights, like the personal bodyguards? And they're they're riding on their um, motorcycles towards the bar, and the Green Hornet soundtrack's playing in the background. And I was watching it, going, "Oh, this looks like John Wick 3, You know, when you got the motorcycle chase scene with Yakuza, I think. And it just mm-hmm. made me think, like, I wonder if we didn't have these stylized kind of films, if we didn't have, you know, John Wick and. Um, Charlie Theron's done a fair few, hasn't she? Recently, oh, what's it called? Atomic Blonde. That's one. No, yeah, no, I've never seen it, but yeah, that's the one. And it yeah, looked very stylized. You know, Jennifer Lawrence did another one as well. Red Sparrow. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you're thinking of. Didn't rate that, and I didn't rate that Anna either, to be honest. But that's another. Story, yeah. Isn't it? Oh, oh no! I'm thinking of ah oh, bollocks, assassin, assassins. Ah, oh, what's it called? Mate, it's calm down. It's going to be all right. No, because I wanted to watch it and I forgot about it. Uh, Assassin's Empire, Assassination Nation, Assassin. Oh, it's gone. If it's called Assassination Nation, don't fucking watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is that. Right, we're going no, on it's the gone. tangent. Carry now. on. Let's get, let's yeah. get back. On yeah, I, I just don't think we wouldn't have had these stylized kind of action revenge yeah. films if we didn't no, have I think, Kill Bill. Volume I think one. you got a point there. Uh, definitely. With like you know things like John Wick and just on a side note, even though I just moaned about going on a side note, I, I don't right, mind you people, go on a side note, mate. I don't mind people dissing Liam Neeson because I can understand not everyone's cup of tea. But if anyone has a bad word about John Wick, then um, then I'll not be happy. Yeah, John Wick. You know, I've only ever seen I've, I've only seen the first one. Oh, you're you're missing out. The, 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 they really get better are. as they go along. They it's greenlit classed. the fourth one as soon as the third one opened. They yeah. were just like, yeah, we're just going to do a fourth one because they're just so popular. And there's a TV series as well yeah. coming out, I think, this year or next. They're obviously far-fetched in places, but um, no, they're just again, brilliant. There's another Tarantino-like sort of characteristic, yeah. really, with it being far-fetched. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, Kill Bill Volume 1, decent flick. You and I have 
unfinished business. Baby, you ain't kidding. Kill Bill Volume 2, pile of shit. Nah, it's, um, it's actually... Go on, let's talk eight. about it. If you even need well, Kill like Bill's it. got an 8.1. This is interesting, right? On IMDb, it's got an 8.1. Kill yeah. Bill 2's got an 8. But here's another fact for you, right? Sorry, I am laughing at you. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. What? I thought you were going to say Kill Bill 1, 8.1. Yeah, Kill Bill 2, 6. No, this is no, what I'm saying. This is point no, one this... of a difference. <laughs> yeah, but this is my point. I think it's way Oh, no, sorry. I'm just laughing. That's all. Um, so, there's... Kill Bill Volume 1's got nearly a million votes, right? Yeah, the second one's oh, okay. got yeah. 682,000. So, by that, they're just not bother voting at all if they didn't like Kill Bill Volume 2, which could be a possibility because i didn't i've I've only seen this once and i just didn't enjoy it um yeah maybe i need to give it another go like i'm i've I've got them both on dvd so i'm not saying i wouldn't but yeah i wasn't really a fan of this one lewis so you like this one yeah no i do love this one i just not seen it recently from what i can remember the first one is very eastern second one's very western it's kind of his love letter to um Ah, what they called spaghetti westerns. I liked the characters, but I don't think it's as stylized as the first one, and I think that's where a lot of people kind of get lost. It's not an action film; it's a very, very dialogue-heavy film. I just remember I love this was the movie that kind of um, made me kind of fall in love with um, like Spanish music. All right, because I love the end credit scenes of this film where there's a band. Uh, I think run by Robert Rodriguez. I think he's a guitarist on it. And it's called Chingon. Chingon. And they play like just this really kind of rock Mexican song, should I say, sorry. And it's just, oh, Italian kiss. Mwah. It's just so brilliant. that I went and downloaded their album. All their songs are great. So, yeah. And there's a band called Rodrigo Guerriela, who I love as well. So if it wasn't for this film, I wouldn't like, you know, Spanish music, I suppose. Fair. That's that's a interesting take from it. Um, Luke, what about you? Kill Bill Two. You you like this one as well, don't you? Uh, I've only <laughs> seen it a couple of times. It is fine. I think. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> I'll take that it, to be fair. Like, it's, better than... not, it's not awful, but it's got nothing on Kill Bill One. It's just Two... a different gear change. It just goes. It just yeah. It's just completely different to Kill Bill One. It is, mm. yeah, yeah. It is different. Maybe that was why at the time you know, I weren't keen, but mm. I'll give it another go. I promise. Yeah, yeah. Like different isn't always always bad. It's not necessarily bad in this instance either. Yeah, I might it's watch just, it tomorrow. To be fair, it's just not like it's just not like the first one, and I think you know people were probably a bit bit disappointed by that. Mm. Yeah, but it's. You know, it's fine. I don't really have like, I don't have any major issues about it. Would you both? It, it would just, you watch them back to back? I don't think I could. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, I would think, you ever see it as like bit, one big film? I think it'd be a bit too much for me, like over yeah. to watch them back to back. If I'm honest, but yeah, yeah. I didn't know I whether or not it would like counterbalance each other. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, I get why. I get why someone better. would um. I get why someone would do it, but yeah, for me, I don't know. I think it'd just be a bit too long 
having like because they're both over two hours that combined. I think with um yeah, but that's just my personal opinion. No, fair. Yeah, I don't think I could watch any two Tarantino films back to back. No, I think that's a fair call. I mean, mm, you you're never really sure when you're gonna get just like a a screen full of someone's foot or toe yeah. with his film. <laughs> yeah, I... saying that, yeah. yeah, you just you just reminded me of the the only scene I hate in Kill Bill One. I get <laughs> I get why it's there, but that whole sequence of my name's Buck and I like to fuck. No, hate it. <laughs> Fucking gross. Oh, anyway, swiftly moving on. Very swiftly. <laughs> um, Hang so... on, Rich, you didn't talk much about that film. Mate, you hated I, it. I, I yeah, I, 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 I've only seen it once, and I, I didn't really enjoy it, and that's all I can remember. I've got to put my hands out there. It was, oh, I was yeah, a teenager. I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I will revisit it at some point. And that's the end of part one. Keep an eye out for part two. It was a teenage wedding, and the old folks wished them well. You could see that Pierre did true. The Mademoiselle. And now the young Monsieur and Madame have rung the chapel bell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. They furnished off an apartment with a two room robot sale. The coolerator was crammed with TV dinners and ginger ale. But when Pierre found work, the little Coming worked out well. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. Go to show you never can tell. Teenage wedding.